this is Sarah. And this is Rachel. And this is The Ripper Diaries, a podcast where we rip apart, episode by episode, The Vampire Diaries. Warning, this is a rewatch podcast. There are definitely spoilers ahead. This week, we're talking about season one, episode 20, Blood Brothers. This episode is primarily a flashback episode while Stefan kind of dries out. He has flashbacks to 1864 when he and Damon turned into vampires and how they became vampires. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it for this episode. A few other yeah, Anna, ma- Jeremy things, but... Yeah, that's the massive piece of it. Yeah. It's the third flashback episode, and mm-hmm. this is the one where it feels like we're actually starting to like get some information. Yeah. You, you get information in all of them, at least some, but yes. this is the one where you're like, okay things are making more sense yeah you're you're figuring out the dynamic between damon and stefan at least totally yeah and with like their vampirism too yes how you know how they felt about it at the start at least yeah so that's interesting so of course stefan is drying out we saw in the last episode at the very end he got put in the cellar in the salvador basement so that's where he is And that, of course, leads to our blur between memories Mm -hmm. and reality and is what, like, throws us into the flashbacks as Stefan's sort of grogginess is bringing back 1864 and mashing it with the present. Yeah, the scenes are really paralleling. At first, Mm -hmm. it's just sort of Stefan remembering when he and Damon were watching Catherine getting taken away, Mm -hmm. but they start making the scenes pretty much parallel so it's yeah you can see why stefan is sort of fading in between <laughs> present and past yeah yeah it's confusing i mean the whole doppelganger thing alone is makes confusing everyone enough. who gets like werewolf venom yeah or drying out or whatever it makes things really blur yes um and it, and it does here for stefan because he's remembering like you said mm-hmm. when they were trying to get Catherine out of she'd been captured yep. by the townspeople and they're trying to get her out of the carriage that she's like locked mm-hmm. in and they're both sort of behind bars. Elena yeah. is on the other side of the door. Yeah. But Catherine's behind the bars in the carriage. Yeah. And yeah, it's both fading. Looking at Yeah, him. fading back and forth. Yeah, it's easily clear why he got so confused. Yes. Um, so yeah, she gets dragged in her little prison and Damon leads <laughs> her out. And then Elena and Damon um, are clearly watching Stefan. Yes. They've been keeping an eye on him. And... Elena's trying to get Damon to admit that he cares about mm-hmm. Stefan. You know, I feel like that's a theme that kind of keeps coming up in their scenes throughout this episode. And she starts yes. it right in that first one about trying to get him to admit that he's doing this because he wants to help Stefan, not yeah. just to help Elena. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you kind of see, um, I don't know. He, he's trying to be like, oh, well, like, this is your thing. Like, you're the yeah, helper. Yeah, yeah. basically like, you're the one who cares. Yeah. But yeah. she's like, mm, no. Back to 1864, mm-hmm. um, Stefan is waking up in transition. Yeah. You know, we saw they got shot. He wakes up. He's in transition. And he already has a daylight ring on. Literally wakes up in transition yeah. with it on, which is a rarity. Most yeah, really luck out there. <laughs> yeah, most people don't have that uh, that luck, I suppose, or no. that foresight. Yeah. Which, again, but... says everything you need to know because Catherine says that Emily or emily sorry emily says that Catherine had her make that ring weeks ago yes. which again we already knew but obviously indicates how like intentionally Catherine was planning this that the brothers would both become vampires like with her yeah i always think about it in this flashback you just see how not only was Catherine planning for it i mean she did have emily make the daylight ring she had been feeding damon and stefan blood for weeks mm-hmm. but I mean, we also saw in previous flashbacks that she knew she might get captured and this, that this could happen yeah. and somehow they could die trying to help her. So I don't know. I'm like, I do really think she was just trying to test this as far as she could go. She did not really yeah. care totally. if she got captured. She knew she was never going to get put away, which I think we yeah. see in yeah. a future flashback. Yeah, yeah. Flashback, but Catherine always has a plan, and part of that plan is Stefan and Damon to be with her forever. Yes. Um, and that's sort of what Emily tells Stefan in this moment too, because he's so shocked that he's in transition. He's like, "I've never drank vampire blood," yeah. and she's like, "Yeah, she's been compelling you for weeks to drink her blood." And yep. he asks about Damon, and she's like, "Oh, well, Damon drank willingly. No compulsion was yeah. necessary." Which, love that Emily just knows all of this. Like, was Catherine just telling her all of it? (laughs) She definitely was. Yeah. (laughs) Just girls being girls, chatting about how you're going to be with your boyfriends forever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Except one of the girls hates the other one. It's like, I don't want (laughs) to. Yeah. Um, But yeah. And so uh, 
we then find out too that Damon also woke up a long time before Stefan. He says he woke up like in the middle of the night. Yeah. And that he went out into the forest and found the church and mm-hmm. watched it burn down. Yeah. Whereas Stefan's just waking up in the morning now. So I, I find it interesting that Damon woke up so much faster. I wonder why. Well, we see on screen Damon dies pretty instantly. Yeah, he did look dead like instantly. He looked like he basically died immediately. And yeah. Stefan was watching Catherine get dragged away in the carriage. Looking yeah. at Damon for a little while. Stefan might have lived for, like, a couple more hours. That could be. And then that caused the difference. Yeah. And who knows? I was wondering, too, if there might have been a difference in, like, the amount of blood in there. Like, I don't, yeah. we don't know enough about, like, what makes it happen faster. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I did think that, too, that Damon did seem to die faster. Yeah. Um, which is maybe why he woke up, like, so significantly sooner. Yeah. So, of course, Damon's just devastated. He's looking off into the lake, I looking know. like a sad boy. This is a really sad episode for Damon. You really... Lots of them in season one, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, lots of sad episodes for Damon in season one. But this one, I really think, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, again, they're pretty much human during mm-hmm. this episode. So, you really do see who Damon was before. Yeah. And why he's become who he is as a vampire. Totally. It's really game-changing. Yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah, it's like seeing him in transition and still being the way he was when he was a human. Mm-hmm. It's like so sad for him. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we go to modern Damon and Elena mm-hmm. who are just speculating about the Gilbert device and yep. trying to figure out what's kind of going on with John. And then also that Elena has been spending a lot of time at the Salvatore house. Mm-hmm. Her and Damon in that moment sort of talk about how, like, you know, she's always there. Yeah. Or she's an, she's a burden or whatever. Yeah, and she's staying there. It seems like yeah. to avoid John for obvious yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah, that adds up. She doesn't even know yet that he's... Yeah, she yeah. doesn't even know how bad it is. Yeah. Um, but clearly her and Damon have really bonded and this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Which I find very interesting. I do too. There's a later scene where I'll talk about it yes, more. Yes, I was going to okay. say. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure we're thinking the same thing. Yeah, we're going to come back around to that. Um, but for now, then we get our first scene with Anna and Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy's at high school and Anna stops by to tell him that she's going to start going to school and it's basically just to hang out with him. Yeah, which is wild. I mean, we know yeah. Stefan does that for Stephen Elena. Stefan did that for Elena. <laughs> and yeah. Anna's doing it for Jeremy, but I have never and probably will never love anyone that much. There's just absolutely <laughs> no chance I'm going back to high school. No, I was thinking about it in the scene. I was like, I if I were a vampire, frozen at like 18, yeah. 17, whatever, I actually think I would go to high school. No. Only because... <laughs> As well, a if vampire, you can compel people. Exactly. Right now, even as an adult woman, you could not pay me to go back to high school. No. Absolutely not. But as, like, a 17-year-old vampire who's probably, like, 100 years old, yeah. I would go back in a second. I'd be compelling people to, like, make me the prom queen just so I can piss people <laughs> off and, like, <laughs> just, like, constantly showing up and, like, yeah. winning sports just to really, like, shake up the dynamics of That's high school. That's true. That I just could think be fun. Be so funny. It would be a little fun. I don't think I'd be pulling a Cullen and being, like, in high school for I'm always decades. going to high school, yeah. Probably more of a step in where it's like, yeah, I'm just going to pop in because there's something interesting yeah. here. Yeah, I'm otherwise... here for a week, then I'm gone for months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not trying to be um, the graduation cap wall in the, yeah, in no, the Twilight no. movies. No, no. But I think it could be interesting. Why not? Yeah. Infinity gets so boring. I think I'd probably do, like, you know, freshman year of college. But yeah, I I, high school dynamics are way more fun to shake up. Oh, so I guess totally. that's true. Yeah, there's so much more extra... I mean, at least my college, I didn't have any extracurriculars, so yeah. high school would be more interesting for me, but... Yeah, that's yeah. true. It could yeah. be fun, but... But yeah, I, it's funny that she does want to go just for yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and so then we also see Damon, and he mm, gives yeah. Stefan the bottle of blood, which he doesn't say that it's... An, maybe he does say it's animal blood. He says it's Stefan diet approved, so I assume oh, okay. it's, so it is it's animal, animal blood. blood. I yeah. was thinking that. I, like, missed it for a second, and then I was like, this is definitely not human blood. Yeah, I think it's animal blood. Okay, good. But yeah, Stefan is refusing to drink because, you know, he's going through the, all of this. He's having flashbacks. Obviously a very yeah. emotional time. Yeah, and he's, he's punishing himself. He's punishing himself. And of course, him not eating is making it a lot worse. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible when I don't eat. I'm sure it's much worse <laughs> when he doesn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Stefan is refusing the blood, so yeah. Damon gives up and goes and talks to his buddy Alaric, yeah. who just calls him and he has to tell him who it is, because yeah. I guess they've never talked they've on the phone talked. before. Yeah, I love that. Alaric calls, yeah. Damon answers, and he's like, how'd you get this number? And <laughs> yeah. it has to be Elena. I know that Elena you passed that was. long. No, it definitely was. But I want to know, did Elena be like, Alaric, I think you need this? Because she noticed that they were going to be buddies. Yeah. Or is it... Alaric asked for it. I don't know. I think it's funny. It is funny. No, I think he sort of insinuates he asked for it because they have mutual interests. Exactly. But I like to believe Alita was just like, 
Yeah. You might want this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Alar calls up Damon to talk about John Gilbert and mm-hmm. how he's investigating him. Mm-hmm. And he found Isabel's old phone number that Elena had called, which also makes me think it was Elena that gave Alaric yeah, Damon's exactly. number because how would he also know that? Yeah, Elena definitely was info sharing with him. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they have a, a nice little exchange here where, you know, before they get into all of the John stuff, <laughs> Damon's like, you tried to kill me. And Alaric <laughs> says, you did kill me. <laughs> yeah, you did kill me. Like, you actually, did kill me. It's pretty good. And then they're like, it's all forgotten. Yeah. Just that just little exchange. On. They move on. This is like, you know, we talked about it already that the buddy, uh, you know, they were established and mm-hmm. let the right one in. But this is the one where it's like they're embracing it now. Yeah. Now they know. They're really buddies. Yeah. And it only escalates further as the episode goes. But then basically they've agreed that Alaric has this information mm-hmm. that he thinks will lead to Isabel. Or, yeah. You know, he doesn't really know, but he wants to look into it. Damon's like, give me the address. And Alaric's <laughs> like, you're not going without me. Like, yeah. I'm going to. Yes. So they're going to basically buddy cop and go check this out together, which... I do. I know. I love this conversation. I know. I love this little pairing. I love all of it. I also love in the scene the sweater Damon is wearing. Oh, I thought he was wearing it before, but I also just noticed it in the scene, and I was like, "It's a fun little sweater moment from Damon." I don't feel like he wears more than like his t-shirts and yeah. I was gonna say he's maybe like a a button-up, a leather jacket. Yeah, but yeah, I noticed his sweater in this episode, and I I just love it. It looks so good. It's so Mm -hmm. rare that we get a little Damon sweater moment. I know, I thought that too. It looks really great on him. And yeah. it's so fun. It adds just a little bit of texture. Yes. Also, I just love like when he, just the way it looks when he goes and sits on like the leather chair in the Salvatore house. Like mm-hmm. it's, the Salvatore house has such a like dark academia vibe anyway. Yeah. And the sweater just like kicks it up a notch. Yeah. Yeah. The it's whole such a thing great scene. is really well curated. Yeah. Like, it like, looks. The whole, all of it goes well together. It Yes. It looks so good. And I also just love the way it flows because while Damon is on the phone with Alaric, Elena calls Damon mm-hmm. and he's like switching back and forth between the calls and he just like sits down in the leather chair and yeah. it's just a good Damon moment. Like it mm-hmm. looks really good. He's mm-hmm. switching between the calls really smoothly. Yeah. And it's I just love good. when he answers the Elena call, like he's on the phone with Alaric, Elena calls and he just switches over and goes, what? And like makes it like <laughs> the cutest little like, like it's like a flirty what. It's yeah. Like, it's not just like a, you know, what do you want? It's like yeah. a cutesy little what. Yes. Um, And they of course start talking about Stefan. Yes, of course. And you know, she's asking like, what's his favorite kind of blood? <laughs> and and Dan yes. like joking with her and like calling her on it and it's so flirty like their yeah. vibes have completely changed since like yes. the last episode yes they they have a lot of great scenes in this episode i mean they're really we've said this about the past few episodes but delena is really getting a lot of great scenes yeah i you know every time stefan falls off the wagon and goes on human blood Stelena slips further apart mm-hmm. and delena slips closer together yes and this was that first slip yes delena is still strong for the most part you know De- I mean, still definitely be, she's relentless she's obsessed <laughs> with him yeah they're still they're still good yeah but you can't deny that damon mm-hmm. has creeped in i mean oh it's he really, absolutely has it's the way she talks about him when she does finally admit that they're in love that she's like you know damon is just this thing i can't ignore like he just yes. like creeped into my life and i can't get rid of him i can't shake mm-hmm. him and this is one of those episodes where you're like yep we see that I happening see girl yeah at this point she could totally still shake damon and she's still gridlocked mm-hmm. onto stefan but the slip has started the slip has started it does kill me how really hung up on <laughs> stefan is and some of her actions in this episode i'm like okay yeah. but yeah she's she's really hooked on it even after damon jokingly tells her that stefan's blood of choice animal <laughs> blood of choice is puppy blood <laughs> like yeah. little golden retriever blood <laughs> yeah i i love their little jokey energy yeah. on that call yes um, i do too but, you know, she basically says, I'm, I'm coming over. I'm, I'm yeah. going to, you know, whatever. Um, and, of course. <laughs> and, of course, Elena gets off the phone and she's about to, like, leave. And John Gilbert, Uncle John, has to come in and talk to her. And basically confronts her about hanging mm-hmm. out with vampires. And, like, point blank says he knows that she knows. Yeah. And he uses her mother against her, which, uh, again, confirmed. Elena is a mother's girl. Yeah, um, she definitely she is. She definitely had such a special relationship with her mom. And he tries to wield that. Like, what would your mother think of you dating a vampire? Like, he's so cruel for that. Ugh, no. I really... Yes, you really see how manipulative he is. And I really hate him in this moment. But mm-hmm. our girl, Elena, she 
quick claps, She yeah. claps right back and she's like, which one? Yeah, which mother? And then leaves. Yeah. She just walks right out. Yeah. I love which, that for her. I don't think he knew that she knew. I can't imagine Jenna or no, anyone I don't else think would he mention did. it to him. Because nobody likes him. So why would they be like, by the way. Yeah, no. He wouldn't. Yeah, no. He Elena's wouldn't be adopted. Because they also don't know that he has any reason to know that. You know? Yeah. Also, I don't think they know that John is the father. No, no. Like, they haven't put that together. No. So, I don't think, like, that's another reveal where Elena does, I think, again, do, like, a little mic drop moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like he has no yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, that she would even know. My yeah. father is what she says. Yes. Like, I think it's the finale. Yeah, I think it is. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, she does She does pretty good here, and he deserves that. Like, Yeah, he, he deserved sucks. worse. He deserved worse, but he deserved at least that much because he sucks. Yes. Then we're taken back to 1864. Of course. And Stefan and Damon are basically talking about their transition. They're both in transition still. Nothing's happened yet. Mm-hmm. And Damon says he doesn't want to do it. He yeah. just wants to die because he just wanted to be with Catherine. And without uh, her, there's no point. But Stefan seems reluctant. Yeah. He's not exactly giving like, I am or I'm not going to transition. But like, mm-hmm. he definitely seems like, I don't want to die yet. Yeah. He seems at least a little bit on the fence. But Damon is very clearly like there yeah. there is no world without Catherine. I yeah think he's pretty much what he says that he wants to die yeah um so yeah they they're they're in a pretty contentious sort of weird spot here i don't think Stefan yeah. is ac- accepting of that definitely not based no on definitely not and in later scenes again the things Stefan says to damon allude to the fact that he doesn't really want to die yet yeah. and he doesn't want damon to die yet yeah which is then contrasted by the modern stefan who yeah. then immediately is saying that he does want to die mm-hmm. and elena goes to see him to try to convince him to drink blood but he's like refusing like yes. he's like i want to die yeah like, he, i don't want to be alive anymore yeah he literally says i want it to end yeah yeah and she's all don't say that don't say that yeah <laughs> but like he's not he's not doing well he's no. like miserable no, he's really not doing well. And then when Elena goes to tell Damon, Damon says he's just being dramatic. Yeah, he's like, he's just being a martyr. And yeah. Elena's like, he's in a lot of pain. And yes. he was like, well, that's why you should drink blood. <laughs> She's like, I didn't mean physical. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she insinuates he's in a lot of emotional pain, which yes. is definitely very true. Oh, 100%. Like, he's really going he's, through it. Yeah, he's like borderline physical pain from how much emotional pain he's in. Like, yeah. it's just, it's really like, I mean, you can't blame him for like the... All of the grief and the, I don't know, it, like every emotion probably from the last 140 years are like piling. It's probably on top flowing of each other back, right yeah. So I mean, he's sober for what 90 years, something like that, 80 years. I think so, yeah. 70, something like that. So, a long time. This is like probably opening the floodgates of a lot of those things he's been ignoring. Yeah. Especially because this is the first time around Damon too, while that's happened. Yeah, that's true. As far true. as we know. Um, so anyway, Elena, um, again, brings up clearly that Damon Mm -hmm. trusts Stefan because Damon also, like, after they have this little tiff about it, Mm -hmm. says that he's going to go with Alaric. Yeah. And, you know, they're kind of, again, beefing about (laughs) Stefan in this situation. Again, the, the martyr is he in pain. And Elena says, you know, like, you, you do trust him because you wouldn't leave me alone with him if you didn't. Yeah. Which I think is such a great little moment for Again, Elena and Damon, even though they are sort of having this back and forth of she's trying to convince Damon that he cares and Mm -hmm. Damon is trying to tell Elena he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Elena sees Damon. Yes. She knows that he does care. Yes. Yeah. And she calls him out. Like every single scene they have. Yeah. Every time. is about calling him out on the fact that he does care and he's not admitting to it. Yes. Um, So, yeah. So, Damon does leave. He leaves her alone. Meanwhile, Uncle John Gilbert always yes. getting up to something, and this always. time he's meeting with Pearl mm-hmm. at the grill, and they talk about the device, they talk about the apothecary, because she's been trying to buy it, he's yep. been the one trying to stop that, and he is such a snake. Ugh. Literally, he tries to flirt with her, he says he's going to use his Gilbert charm on Ew. her. So, like, I gagged. If you didn't already hate him, like, this episode you hate him sealed now. the deal. He's smarmy, slimy, smarmy. disgusting. I hate him. That's exactly the right word for John Gilbert. He's the worst. Yes. Um, no, he's just, ugh. But it's interesting that they do this, and then they immediately go to Anna and Jeremy, because obviously yes. daughter, yeah. nephew. There's parallels to yes. be had here, but the, the others are so different. 
um, they're basically in the scene reiterating everything that's been going on. Yeah. Clearly, Jeremy is very much in the loop now. Like, he knows every he knows everything. detail of everything. Anna's keeping him up to date on the current goings on with the device and everything. Yeah, I was just going to mention Jeremy is being told about the invention by Anna. They're kind of talking about it and the mm-hmm. Jonathan Gilbert journals, all these things. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. fully knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. No one else but Anna knows <laughs> that Jeremy knows everything. Yeah. But yeah, they. They're all, they're sharing secrets with each other and their, their relationship is blossoming, blossoming yes. more. Yes, yes. I was going to say, it's funny that like at the start of the scene, Jeremy just wants more info and Anna just wants to make out. Yeah. She's like, why are we talking about she's this? She's like, no one cares about this invention, Jeremy. Yeah. And she's like trying to move on to the make out part and he's still asking questions. Yeah. Eventually they get there, but it's just funny how she's like, keeps having to push about it. Yeah. But Anna does say also in this conversation that Uncle John wants her and her mother dead. Mm-hmm. And she says, he's a hater, Jeremy. <laughs> I, I know. It's such did. a funny way to put it. It's accurate. He is a hater, but just the phrasing of that is funny. Yeah. He wants me dead. He's a hater. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that about everybody. I'm going to be like, he's a hater. <laughs> he wants me dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The two go so hand in hand. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where Anna and Jeremy are. Then they start making out. Yep. That's good. pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we get to finally see Al- Alaric and Damon mm-hmm. showing up at the house. They don't really know what it is. They don't even yeah. know if they can get in. And they start talking actually about like getting invited in. So we get some more answers on yeah. that because Alaric's kind of asking about like, are you going to be able to get in? Yeah. And Damon says short term rentals and hotels are a gray area. So yeah. maybe that's our answer on Logan. Maybe he had a short term rental for some reason. Yeah. Maybe he did just have like a, yeah, I don't know. I mean, even, even any rental, I guess, could yeah. kind of be a gray area. And Definitely he was is. in an apartment. But so. what's a short term rental? Like a few weeks, a few months, a year? I don't, I don't know. know. Short term could be anything to a vampire. Exactly. We'll never know. A decade is kind of short term <laughs> yeah. to like Klaus. Like. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be extremely short term. So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I thought it was funny that he kind of mentioned that, that there's the gray areas. Where yeah. It's like, you just play it by ear. You, yeah, you just go for you it. Know. You don't know. Luckily, they do get into that house, and that's mm-hmm. because the vampire is the only one living there. Yes. And they reveal that it's Henry, is his name. He yeah. attacks uh, Alaric and Damon. Damon stops him, and mm-hmm. then they recognize each other. Which also, do you remember Henry <gasps> in the later season? He's in like season eight or whatever. Like yes. With the siren. Yeah. No, I do remember this. I I mean, they obviously, that was in season eight. They mm-hmm. fill that in later. But yeah. such an interesting choice to make it this character that we do meet. Yeah. And we do see their dynamic. Like, I Yeah, don't... it could have been anybody. It could have been any random vampire. Or not a vampire, but any random person. In, yeah, like, any of the two vampires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing that's sort of weird is, like, you watch the scene and as a rewatch, it doesn't... I mean, it plays well in that you're like, oh, I recognize this guy, like, more so because of the, like, flashback yes. episode. But then you're also like, but this doesn't really add up knowing, like, the trauma that we no. really went through together. Yeah. Damon's not exactly giving that vibe of, like, oh, me and this guy have gone through some, like, shit together. Yeah, no. And especially, well, I guess Damon isn't the one to kill him. But I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't seem all that heartbroken when they do end up having to kill him and yeah. i don't know it's just odd choice for them it's to have made. choice it's nice to bring someone back like this to be like it, again a call out it's like oh i remember this guy but it is like but the scene doesn't work when you have no. to remember that they knew each other in like a very deep way yeah i don't know it's weird i know i did think about that because i've only seen season eight like a handful of times like Mm-hmm. two or three yeah compared to the number of times i've seen the rest yeah. of the show that's not that many yeah and yeah i was thinking about it more on this rewatch and i agree i don't think it plays quite as well i'm yeah. not remembering it all that well but yeah it doesn't really he doesn't i mean uh, he acts like oh i recognize you as being a tomb vampire but he doesn't like yeah it's like, like that no more we were in the war together like, and went, we through went through things something. yeah yeah no it's more just like you're a guy, I remember. You yeah. were around. Yeah, I think it's a little too casual. They probably should have just gone with someone that we didn't know in yeah. season eight. But Yeah, I think so. It is nice, though, that you're like, Henry, I remember this guy. Yeah, it is It is fun to recognize <laughs> the face, the but they didn't anticipate the person rewatching ten times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have known. <laughs> yeah, they should have. Um, so anyway, then we jump back to 1864 mm-hmm. when Stefan, 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 he's going back to visit his father, Giuseppe, mm-hmm. and he's standing outside the window and overhears his father, like, rewriting history, basically, to say that Damon and Stefan died 
it's yep. like war heroes like in that battle yeah they were civilian deaths yeah, yeah. um which i didn't even realize at this point that he thinks they're dead like he didn't yeah. realize that they came back so mm-hmm. that's what you get from that moment Stefan sort of is just overhearing that and it's obviously like Stefan, what are you doing there you can't yeah there. don't it's too emotional it's, it's not a good bad call. idea yeah Meanwhile, modern day, Elena is still trying to get Stefan out of his little slump, trying oh to get him gosh. to drink something. And he, like, threatens her, like, I mm-hmm. could be at those bars in two seconds. But she calls his bluff, and she yeah. opens the door. <gasps> she goes oh inside. Um, and she's just, like, not backing down. And he even comes up and, like, throws the bottle and is, like, yelling in her face. Yeah, he but... slaps it out of her hand, is, yeah. like, yelling at her in her face. Yeah. Like the like, last one, he's trying to scare her. Yeah, this is what I was sort of getting at earlier. She is truly relentless. She has absolutely no reason to trust him like this. Yeah. Especially after seeing him with Amber, after he pinned her up against yeah. the wall in the at the end of the last episode. Yeah. She is truly, like... They've known a blind each other, like, lover, a, like a blind faith, like yeah. I mean, I don't that understand. really does describe Elena as a character. Like that's what we're told yeah. about her over and over again. That Elena is like, you know, blind trust, blind love. Yes, like, she really does just do those things. Um, I don't know, not effortlessly, but like mm-hmm. with without unconditionally, I suppose. Yeah, pretty much. And like you said, like she knows Stefan but like she's never known this Stefan no so she really doesn't know what she's getting into and it's kind of crazy that after just a few months of being together yeah. she's like I'm willing to risk it all I trust you yeah back to Damon Alaric and Henry mm-hmm. they're still at the house chit-chatting Henry is talking about his best <laughs> friend his BFF the best nicest guy he's ever met yep Uncle John Gilbert. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, of course, Damon's just playing along. He's like, yeah, John's a good friend of mine, yeah. too. Yeah, he's and they, a great guy. Yeah. And Henry te- tells him all about how John is helping him with Match.com, yeah. figuring out what a microwave is. Yeah, yeah. Just all these things. It's funny. But, but it's obvious that John is just using him as a spy. Clearly. he mentions, like, oh, yeah, like, those other tomb vamps are so mad, but not me. But John likes to know about those guys for some reason. And it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, Henry, Buddy. come on. Come on. You're just being used as a pawn. Yeah, clearly. Which... They- which they're also going to use him. They ask yeah. if he knows anything about a woman named Isabel. And, of course, Henry has no idea. Mm-hmm. And while they're asking, Who Henry calls? gets a call from his BFF, yeah. John Gilbert. And Damon asks him if he can have the phone so he can answer and talk to John. And then <laughs> Damon does like a, I'm going to answer it. Am I going to answer it? And looks at Alaric. And Alaric is just like shaking his head yeah. <laughs> for those of you not watching yeah. he shakes his head yeah. and yeah then obviously henry realizes something's up yeah push comes to shove alaric stakes henry yeah yeah he yeah he starts to go after alaric he's yeah. human um and he just stakes him and that's that's the end of henry poor yeah guy. poor guy i liked him too but you know he's so happy that's why yeah. the happy like nice trusting ones never last they never last they never last um so back to the devil himself john gilbert who's yes. on his little weird date thing with pearl mm-hmm. they're still at the girl he is laying it on thick oh he is being my god so annoying and he's like making up this story about how john gilbert was in, the older john gilbert mm-hmm. 1864 john gilbert yep. was in love with her until his dying breath and he wrote about her in his journal how she was the one great love of his life and then he just starts laughing at her no it's so bad i I hate the scene of John. He's, yeah, he's telling her, like, you know, his one regret that was that he didn't get to be with you, all these things. And Evil. the thing that really pisses me off about it is it doesn't even really seem like Pearl believes it. She seems sort of, like, remorseful if it's true, but she also yeah. isn't really accepting of it. Like, she doesn't want to hear it is kind of the no, vibe yeah. I'm getting. It's just kind of like, why are you telling you this? Yeah. Also, I'm sure John isn't thinking about it in this way. Or maybe he is because he's a psychopath. But we have to remember... Pearl was desiccated for all of the past 145 years. Yeah. So that would be really fresh to her. Yeah. It would basically be as if 1864 John just died. Yeah, she probably spent those 145 years just thinking about it. Yeah. That's all she had to think about. So it's like, yeah, it is probably pretty fresh and it's cruel of him to wield it in this way. Yeah, he's terrible. he doesn't even use it to wield anything. He just starts laughing at her. And he's like, you vampires are so sentimental, which I'm like... No, John, it's just because you are unfeeling and yeah, a bad you, person. You are literally dead inside, John. Yeah. <laughs> More dead inside than a vampire. So literally. Maybe has, you should introspect. Yeah, it has nothing to do with her being a vampire. It has everything to do with you being 
soulless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but Pearl does, again, like Elena, she gives him a little clap back and yeah. she's like, well, I gave the invention to Damon, so good luck. Yeah, screw you. <laughs> yeah. Pearl really gets the last laugh and she gets well, to just walk out of there. Well, no, in this moment, she now. does. In for this now, moment, she does. Poor Pearl. <laughs> I know. I did really like Pearl, too. I like, know. Uh, I do wish we got more of her, but. Yeah. That's it for this scene for Pearl. Mm -hmm. Then we get to Elena and Stefan and they start talking about like how he transitioned and Mm -hmm. like he's giving her more info and about like the choice that he made. And yeah, they're they're moving along in this story. Finally, like he's actually talking to her, which is a step up from where we've been. Yes. And in the flashback, which I assume is exactly what he's telling Elena, Mm -hmm. we see that, you know, he went to confront Giuseppe and like say, you know, you were still so ashamed of me, even mm-hmm. in death and all these things. And oh, it kills me. Giuseppe basically says, yeah, you're right. And I'm the one who had you shot. Like, I literally pulled the trigger myself. Yeah. Which I, I don't know. I always seem to forget. Like, I remember yeah. Stefan's sequence of events that happens next. But I always forget that Giuseppe is the one that shot. Yeah. I assume both, both Stefan and Damon. Yeah. yeah, I was watching for it this time because I did remember it. And they do show just this silhouetted man shoots both mm-hmm. of them. And, like, it's it's him. And it's so disappointing. He's yeah. the worst person alive. Maybe with John Gilbert. I don't know. Um, <laughs> actually, he's definitely worse. It's close. Yeah, tied for worst father of the year. I mean, John at least cares about Elena, though. Like, he That's does, true. He, he does. does a lot of things selfishly and with, like, really bad... I don't know. Like, he goes about things in a really bad way. But at the end of the day, he cares a lot about her and saving her. He does. And even though she's involved with vampires, he's still going to save her. Mm -hmm. But Giuseppe is like, the second he knows his sons have anything to do with the vampire, he's like, you're dead to me. I'll shoot them. (laughs) Yeah. So drama. Like, I was also thinking about that. It was like, it is so wild that really all they did was try to free Catherine. Like, yeah, it didn't even really work. And it probably, like, they could have also stopped it without shooting them. Like, could have shot, like, near them also at the Stephen's, leg, at the foot. Like, I, yeah. Like, Stefan is also 17. Yeah. You're literally shooting your 17-year-old son because he's trying to help one the woman he loves. Yeah. It's really, it shows a lot about him. Yeah. And and then also in this moment, too, that, like, he realizes, obviously, Stefan's in transition. Even though Stefan mm-hmm. says, I'm going to let myself die. Like, at this point now, he's decided. He just seems to want to say goodbye to his dad. Yeah. But Giuseppe obviously does not buy it, and he starts attacking Stefan, who does not know his own strength. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know that a vampire is stronger, at least yep. that he would be. And he accidentally, like, you know, he pushes him off, but he throws him against the wall. Yeah, like, breaks wood. Giuseppe starts bleeding everywhere. Mm-hmm. And this is the death that a man like Giuseppe Salvatore deserves. Yes, because he's Ugh. so awful, and this is an awful death. Oh my god! <laughs> it's yeah, it's terrible. pretty terrible. Yeah, first of all, he like basically self-impales as yeah. he's flung up against the wall and then Stefan comes up to him and like t- tastes his blood and the whole time the sounds Giuseppe was making were killing me yeah. he's like oh yeah. disgusting just making all these terrible yeah. sounds no, well, it's, it's like <laughs> he's getting like you know he's being killed by the one thing that he truly hates yeah vampire and it also is his son, which is another thing that he probably hated too. Like, I mean, it's kind of weird. It's like it's really it's an intense irony. Yeah, that he's killed by is. like a vampire, and that he is the blood that turns his his own son mm-hmm. into a vampire. It's like oh, karma. Karma is. Yeah, karma is not his boyfriend. Karma no. is. It's really <laughs> not good for Giuseppe. No. He literally. Oh, he deserves it. He it's really does. Really bad way to die. Yeah, not great. And not a great look for Stefan. You see why modern Stefan is really in his feels and is really feeling very guilty. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's really bad. And he obviously doesn't intend to do it. He's just so drawn by the blood that, like, yeah. as soon as he sees it and smells it, he it's can't over. Stop. It's yeah. just over. Um, and you know, he we cut back to modern Stefan, and he's struggling to continue the story after this point because obviously this mm-hmm. is terrible to have to like admit out loud. But Elena's saying, like, we need to talk about this. I need to know these things. We need to just, like, get it out. I'm not going to judge you. I love you. Yada, yada. Um, But she kind of gives him some space and says, like, come upstairs. Let's keep talking. Like, we Mm -hmm. don't need to do this in the cellar. And she gives him back his daylight Mm -hmm. ring and lets him decide. She kind of goes up before him and lets him, you know, come up on his own time so that they can talk through the rest of this and, you know, move along. Yes. We'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. 
Um, meanwhile, Damon and Alaric have searched through Henry's whole apartment. Mm-hmm. And um, I love Damon gets himself a glass of blood and he finds one like bottle of beer and gives it to Alaric. Yep. This is their first proper drinking buddy yeah. time. Yeah. They, yeah, they also actually talk like Alaric in this conversation slash little like, you know, mm-hmm. drink and chat. Yeah. Is talking about Isabel pretty openly and he's yeah. saying, you know, I can't keep wasting my life. Like, I've spent way too long looking for her. And Damon says, after only two years, that's so healthy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I was planning to go 200 more. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, it's a really nice moment. And they are laughing at those yeah. jokes together. Like, they're actually genuinely enjoying their time together, which yeah. is so sweet. And I love, too, that, again, it is this thing that they have in common that, like, Alaric's been looking for the same woman for two years and Damon for 142. Yeah. Um, so it's really nice that they get to have, like, a little sip and, and chat. It's, yeah. It's a cute friendship moment. The friendship is sealed now. It definitely is. Yeah. It, it does tell a line. Alaric does say, you know, we can't yeah. keep talking about it, but. Yeah, yeah. Because Damon starts talking about all the fun of killing your wife. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and how he was drawn Alaric's to her like, and all these things. Yeah, so. it's like, okay, stop. Yeah. But. But overall, a bond overall, has been built. It's yeah, the friendship is there. They are yeah. partners in crime. Um, and then another, you know, relationship in this episode. Back to Anna. Yes. Um, she comes home to find Pearl packing mm-hmm. and saying that they need to leave town. It's not safe. It's not right. They yep. need to go. Which this is what we've been saying for multiple episodes. Pearl, how are you? Just catching on. Yeah. But she's realized obviously of that conversation with John Gilbert that this is a serious issue and they need to leave. Yeah. But Pearl does say, like, I won't force you. It is your decision, which I was surprised because we did talk about this in the last couple that, like, you know, she's very much a mother figure and treats her like a 14 year old, even though, you know, she's hundreds of something years old. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that she gave her that leeway. I, in fact, I also kind of thought, you know, maybe she knows Anna would not just choose to. And she doesn't. She chooses to go with Pearl. I think, you know, she knows. Anna has spent 145 years waiting to get her out of the tomb. I think she knows. Yeah, that she's going to choose her over Jeremy. Yeah, and I think Pearl also knows Anna isn't clueless. Like, she also realizes it's unsafe, I think. Yeah, so they're going to go. She does have to go say goodbye to Jeremy first. Yeah, of course. We'll we'll see her again. (laughs) Yes. Um, Meanwhile, Damon gets home to find Elena sitting by the fire writing Writing in her her journal. journal. And he immediately sits down on the couch, picks up her feet, and puts them on his lap, which I... Love. adore love there, i if a man ever like i would die i would fall in love instantly i, love I don't it. know she's stronger than me because that literally yeah would i would over. be like Stephen who like <laughs> immediately won over just yeah the, like the intimacy and like domesticity of yeah that yeah it's just so cute and pure and like i yes. just really like that he does that it's so casual and natural yeah. too like as if yeah it's happened before and yeah and there's a know. seat across the room yeah he did not have, he doesn't to, have sit to sit there. there he wanted to sit yeah. right next to her and like you know have her feet in his lap and it's just really cute it is i do love this scene um, so they have a nice little chat by the fire for mm-hmm. a second, um, but then Elena starts really, like, kind of needling at him about, you know... Punishing Stefan. Yes, yeah. and, and all of the stuff that's been going on with Stefan and how bad it's been, and Damon gets really upset at her because she does Obviously, not know yeah. everything. Like, she does not know the full story. Yeah, and he, he asks her, did you even think to ask for the yeah. full story while you were talking to Stefan? Yeah. And, of course, no, so... She she walk he walks away and Elena grabs him and says, yeah. "Tell me." Yeah. So we go back to 1864. We get to mm-hmm. see Damon's side of things. It's night now. He's still at the quarry. He's still in transition. Mm-hmm. We've of course already seen Stefan transition, um, but it's been a full day. Like it's night again. So yeah. It's been not Damon's... necessarily 24 hours, but Damon is on the line. He is pulling yeah. a dangerous. He's line. definitely close. Yeah, and he's definitely weak too. Like Stefan says that he's weak, but like when he gets up to try to walk away, like mm-hmm. he does not have even the strength to like get himself up. He's no. stumbling. And so, of course, coming in to take advantage of that, Stefan shows up. He brings a Trojan Belisario lookalike, <laughs> who is definitely not her, but I always think it is because it looks just like her. I can see it. And um, it's, he says it's a gift for Damon. Yes. Because, you know, Stefan turned and he wants Damon to turn to be with him. Mm-hmm. And Stefan clearly does not give Damon any choice. Like, he does no. not want Damon to die. And... He holds him by the throat. I noticed that, and yes. And he bites the girl himself to get the blood flowing because, mm-hmm. like, obviously that's what worked for him was to smell the blood. 
And he literally pushes Damon towards the girl to, like, get him to drink. Which, again, yeah. he's weak. He literally cannot pull away from where yeah. Stefan is, like, pulling him. And I honestly had never really... I always knew this was the story. Yes. But in my head, it was kind of just like, oh, he put blood near him and Damon chose to drink it. But, like, actually really paying attention to yeah. it this time, I had never noticed how forceful Stefan is. Mm-hmm. Because even when Damon does start drinking from her neck... Stefan still had his hand on the back of Damon yes. pushing him towards the girl. Like, when they went yeah. to the wide shot. Like, you could see that the entire act of that scene, mm-hmm. Stefan was forcibly pushing Damon, which, again, he was very weak. He like, genuinely did not have a choice to pull away from the blood. Yeah, yeah. Not only did he probably not have a choice because he was so weak and mm-hmm. there was blood, and Stefan bit the girl open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. you can see his hand on the back of his neck, which I had not really ever noticed before. Yeah. It it really, again, like, you know these things. This is the story that Damon Mm -hmm. forced Stefan. But when you actually really start analyzing it and picking apart those details, you're like, oh, like, this isn't just, like, a, you know, you left a drink next to, like, an alcoholic and they drank it. Whoops. Like, no. Like, he, like, put his lip to the the glass. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, held the glass under his nose and was like, you want some? Yeah, exactly. it, It really was, like, a very forcible act. Yeah, no, it definitely was. And then it goes back to the present day where Damon mm-hmm. is telling Elena, mm-hmm. Stefan hasn't been the same since the transition. Yeah. And he's sort of saying, you know, that this is who he is. And it's yeah. it obviously changed them both. Yeah, yeah, totally, completely. And Elena, I think, finally realizes she's got this last puzzle piece that she never knew she was missing. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see, like, she does start to understand Stefan yeah. in a different way now. And she tells Damon, like, don't pretend you don't care about him. Yes. Don't pretend that this this doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly, Stefan means a lot to Damon, and he's putting yes. up this exterior. Again, she said this every single scene this entire episode. <laughs> yes. But this is the one where she point blank says, don't pretend you don't care. Yeah. And I think it means more now that she really does know the full story. Yeah, exactly. It, it's like, it kind of, I think it does honestly justify, like, Damon's anger yes. at, at Stefan. It does, absolutely. Although he says something contrary to that later, we'll get into whether that's, like, entirely true or not. But, you know, that is a piece to it, I think. That, I think it is. That he forced him to do that. So Elena goes to check on Stefan because, you know, now she really knows what mm-hmm. he's agonizing about, the thing he didn't admit. Because it's like, you know, he admitted all that terrible stuff about his father, but he did not admit the terrible stuff about Damon. Damon, Clearly, yeah. that's the thing he feels very guilty for. And she gets down to the cellar, and he's gone, and his ring is just left there on yes. the little, like, bed. So clearly, he has just run away. Yes. Um. Meanwhile. <laughs> meanwhile, yeah. Lots of bouncing Cut back to. and forth in this episode. Yeah. Cut to Jeremy is just taking a nap. He's fully dressed on the top of his blankets, but it's night out. I don't know. but Teenager things, I guess. I don't yeah, know. whatever. And um, Anna sneaks in through the window, and she tries to wake him up, but he kind of quickly falls back asleep. And so yeah. she gives him a whisk- whispered goodbye. Yeah. And a little, like, kiss on the cheek, and she just disappears. So it's yeah. like... Clearly, she has accepted that she she's going to leave yeah. and she's going to, like, move on from Jeremy so that she can be with her mother. Yeah. Cut to. Cut back to, yeah. <laughs> um, Stefan has gone to the quarry where he and Damon mm-hmm. had been in 1864 when they turned. He's really starting to, like, cut back and forth 1864. He still yeah. doesn't have a clue what's going on. Yeah, you can see in present day, he's, like, fading in and out. Yeah. He's very confused, he's delirious. It. Yeah. Um, and in 1864, Stefan is all excited. He mm-hmm. and Damon have just transitioned. He's so happy. He gets to be a vampire with his brother forever. Yes. And Damon mm-hmm. has turned... But he says, you know, I promise you an eternity of misery. Yes. The vibes are not returned. The excitement is not returned. You got what you wanted. You and me for all eternity. But hear this, brother. I will make it an eternity of misery. Yes. It's, it's, um, yeah. It's the promise that we've been hearing throughout the show, but we never really knew the background of when Mm -hmm. that promise was made or why. Yeah. And now we see. Yeah. He forced him into a life of, of an eternal life. Yeah. That he explicitly said he didn't want. Yeah. And that he, yeah, he just doesn't even have any reason for having this eternity. I mean, it might have been one thing if he and Stefan chose to do it together. I'm yeah. sure he would have loved to have an eternity with Stefan if they chose that. Yeah. But the game all along was to do this with Catherine, to have an eternity yeah. with Catherine. Yeah. And, and without her, he didn't want it. And Stefan didn't listen to him about that. Yeah. Um, so Damon kind of leaves and then Emily shows up and she's really surprised to see that Stefan and Damon have yes. turned into vampires. And she says to Stefan, you know, 
this is going to be a life of misery for you because I yes. can see that even in death, your heart is still pure. Mm-hmm. And for you, this is going to be a curse. Yeah. Um, which is interesting that she says all of that because I do think that that's true. But how much of that is in part to the whole ripper? He's addicted to blood thing. I don't really know. But yeah, I I sort of more think it's first of all that Emily would think that about it happening to anyone. She did say yes, I wouldn't I wish Catherine's too. curse on anyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I mean. She probably knew Stefan pretty well yeah. from just being around Catherine and around Stefan and Damon. Yeah. And so I think she probably knows it would hurt anyone to have to be a vampire and kill people. Mm-hmm. But Stefan will probably be especially tortured yeah. by having to kill people. Yeah, I think that is yeah. what it is. I don't think she could have She didn't even know grasped. how many yeah. people he'd really be killing. Yeah. Um, and this is pre-blood bag days. There's no alternative to That's like, true. killing yeah. people. You just have to pretty much injure at least people and probably kill them yeah so yeah she she basically kind of gives him that and then modern stefan is is reeling he's just freaking he's out the not music okay is drastic yes and elena finds him she realizes where he wanted to go mm-hmm. and stefan admits that he wants to die and yes. they're fighting about that about you know he's he's miserable he wants to die elena mm-hmm. doesn't want him to die obviously no. and Elena reveals something that I think is interesting here. She decides to talk about herself with her parents. Yes. And mentions that the night that her parents died, she had ditched family night to go Mm -hmm. to a party and she got stranded. So they had to come pick her up from that party. And that was the night that they got in the car crash. So she sort of clearly holds herself responsible for her parents' death. Yes. Elena says that, uh, you know, our actions set things in motion, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily what make what make things happen, which I really like this background story that she gives for what happened with her parents. It's yeah. so painful, but it feels so real. Yes. And it, it gives her situation with her parents and their death, like, a little bit more intensity in a yes. way that I really like that fits into the story. And, of course, when we do get flashbacks of that, it gives you a whole nother appreciation for that whole situation. Yeah. But I just think that was a weird thing to bring up in this situation. I see where she was going with it. But I think comparing like what happened with her parents versus like what happened between Stefan and Damon is like not really the same. Like I get that like if what he's feeling so guilty about is what Damon did like the people damon has killed Mm -hmm. that's not stefan's fault like yes stefan forced damon to turn but that does not mean stefan is guilty of whatever bad things damon has done which i think is the point she's trying to get to yeah but to me it's like (laughs) yeah you still did the very bad thing of forcing him to turn yeah and and elena didn't really do anything bad i think it's really just all to say like you know everyone sort of has some sense of guilt about certain things and feels like things are their fault. I don't think, I mean, what is Elena going to say that's going to be analogous? (laughs) She's She's a 17-year-old girl. (laughs) Exactly. So I think, I don't know, I think it's just to say, you know, and this is pretty much what she says. It's like, we do things that will cause things to be bad, but you just have to live with that. Like, some things will be your fault, but you have to learn how to deal with that. And yeah. And I do appreciate that sentiment, but I do wish she had somehow thought of some example of doing something bad to someone and having to forgive yourself for it. Which, of course, this Elena, as far as we know, really does not have a version of that. Like, No, maybe, maybe getting Damon a, to compel Jeremy. That could be. I don't think she's faced the consequences of no. that yet because she doesn't know. Maybe Bonnie, like forcing, yeah. you know, Grams and Bonnie to do that spell and Grams Yeah, dying. that honestly probably, would have been better. That's more relevant. But the thing is, Elena still hasn't come to any sort of terms with that. Her and Bonnie are still in a bad place. Yeah. She's not full on that story yet. Yeah. But it's almost more, you know, like the thing that Stefan's, Stefan did do something bad. It's not yes. just Stefan did something that caused something that he's feeling bad about, which mm-hmm. is what Elena's talking about. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I do see where she's going and it, I do think it works really well in this moment. Yeah. And it clearly does like struck a chord with him. Like he does start to sort of. I don't know, understand her and it kind yeah. of brings him down in a way. Um, well, I, I just also, thought it was a funny example. Yeah. Well, I also think the really important part of the story and her sharing that and that she feels like she has a role in that is because she also uses that story to say, and don't forget on that night, you saved me. Yes. Like, you've also done good in this world. That's and I think, true. I honestly think that's the more important part of the story than yeah. her saying, we all feel guilty about things and have to live with it. I think it's more she needed to remind Stefan, like, he saved Elena's life. He has done good in this world. Like, yeah, you can't hold yourself responsible for Damon's actions. And even, I mean, 
he is responsible for a lot of bad things himself directly. <laughs> yeah. But you kind of have to live with those things. You can't change them. I think yeah. the important thing is yeah. you do good things too. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think that is ultimately the point she's getting at is that, mm-hmm. you know, you saved this random car of people, which I suppose too, Elena is just equating her skipping family night as a bad thing. <laughs> she, but to be fair, she probably feels equally as guilty. Like she, she probably, probably feels does. terrible. Yeah, that she she's family night and made them be out. But oh, I mean, come on. It's, it's not comparable. It's not comparable. Holding your brother's <laughs> literal neck, forcing him to suck blood out of a girl so that he'll have to be a vampire for his entire life versus <laughs> skipping family night. The scale here is different. We know Elena is very compassionate. She's probably very guilty. Yeah, I'm sure she is. But she's doing the best she can. It's pretty good, but it's it's just funny. When you really (laughs) think about it, you're like, "Mm, not comparable situations, but okay, okay. I'll buy it. We'll let it slide. She's too pure. But she stage. she does a good job, and and she does then end it by giving Stefan his ring back. She hands it yes. to him, and she says like it's his choice, and he mm-hmm. has to decide to keep fighting. And you know he does then pretty immediately. It takes him maybe two seconds. He does put the ring back on, and he yes. does decide to to keep fighting. Um, yeah. And you know he comes up and and they kiss, and they have of a course. moment. Of course, you know. They, she did say what he needed to hear is really yeah. ultimately what it comes down to. Yeah. I think the other thing that really helped that we didn't mention is that Elena also tells Stefan that she, Damon told her the rest of the story. Yeah, she, she knows. She does know everything. She knows exactly what he's actually feeling guilty about. And I think the fact that she knew that and that Elena was still willing to go to Stefan and say, again, sort of like with her and Damon, it's like, I see you. Mm-hmm. I understand you. Yeah. And I still love and care about you. I think yeah. that really was enough to be and to give him also the choice yeah in light of all of that and say i want you to keep fighting i think that was big yeah i think it was it's a huge moment for them relationship wise and and really um strengthens them for the next couple episodes you know and in through season two honestly yeah um that they got through this situation this is as bad as it gets in season one and they'll be good for a while until season three comes around yeah um but for now they're good not so not good. as good yeah harper and pearl are packing up their things they're talking about leaving harper reveals that he was a dying soldier that pearl turned yeah. into a vampire which i thought was really nice we get that little note there that he's willing to stick with her because she saved his life yes and unfortunately pearl goes outside and like they're starting to pack and out of nowhere a stake hits her right in the heart and she just drops to the ground and harper's arms dead just the the thanes are popping yep. up she's gray Sad. it's like out of nowhere you yeah know? yeah no it's really out of nowhere and she it's not even like someone rings the doorbell or anything pearl is going she to the door just outside. To, yeah just to probably take things to the car and just immediately staked yeah it, it's it's a um it's really way to kill someone i feel exactly um, it definitely is yes uh, then back to Stelena, who yes. made it home, and Elena leaves Stefan so that he can talk to mm-hmm. Damon, and Stefan thanks Damon for helping, you know, helping yes. her save him and for everything that's going on, and Damon, you know, he kind of owns his actions and mm-hmm. says that, like, Stefan does not need to feel guilty for all of the things he's done, like, he yes. has the power to feel guilty about them or not, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and then they kind of have, like, a weird standoffy conversation there, which then, of course, leads to the real standoff in the conversation, which is Damon admits he hates Stefan. He hated him yeah. then, and he kind of hates him now, and it's because of Catherine. It's because yes. Catherine turned Stefan, and it was only supposed to be Damon. Yeah. Ugh, that one really hurts. And also, it is really interesting because we talked about this in a previous episode and have talked about it before. We know that... Damon probably wasn't really being compelled for all that much. Mm-hmm. Probably just to get rid of the initial fear yeah. when she was a vampire. It just really hurts to know that he was being led to believe that it was just going to be him and Catherine for eternity. Yeah. And that he was so willing to buy into that. that yeah. He wasn't compelled. He really just wanted that. Yes. It's devastating. And it's like, in, on the one side, it's not fair. That's not Stefan's fault. Those yes. are Catherine's actions. It's bad to blame Stefan. But on the other, it's like, that's just human nature to like find someone to blame mm-hmm. and to be resentful of him for the fact yes. that she wanted him to. And it's just an unfortunate situation that like, 
you know, is the theme of doppelganger almost. Yeah. Of ripping the brothers apart. Yeah. And Catherine did not ever, ever once care what she no. did to them or their relationship. And that's honestly one of the biggest distinctions between Catherine and Elena and in loving both of them. Elena always cared what her what actions did to yes. the two of them. When she does flip between brothers, yeah, she cares a lot about what happens to them, you know? And I think mm-hmm. she does, like, she's very intentional about... I don't know how that goes. She can only do so much. Yeah, um, but she at least cares, and the forethought is there. Yeah. And we do see her really try to figure it out and figure out if there is a, you know, a delicate way to do it and what the best way to do it is. Yeah. But... And sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. Yeah. But she's always trying. Catherine, on the other hand, is always trying to actively hurt them. <laughs> yes, exactly. She's pretty much intentionally ripping them apart. Yeah, yeah. That's 100% her intention, is to pin them against each other. Yeah. Um, classic Catherine. Yep. So Damon leaves that conversation, and we see Anna get home, Ugh. and it's devastating. She finds Harper and her mother both laying yes. on the ground dead, and she's just sobbing and... It's so heartbreaking. It's like, terrible. Poor Anna. It, I know. I really feel for Anna in this. I have really, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Anna because of the things that happen later on, but I do really like her at this stage. I love season one, Anna. I do really love season one, Anna. And this is, re- and I did really like Pearl, like I said yeah. before. And I loved Harper. Yeah. He was a sweetie. Yeah, he is. So yeah, this one really hurts. Especially because then right after that, we see immediately. John Gilbert, Uncle John, packing up his vampire stakes in his car. Yep. And he calls up Liz Forbes to say, I have an update about the vampires. Yeah. So clearly John Snake. killed them. Again, Snake. Which just makes it so much worse. Because it would have been one thing if, like, Alara mm-hmm. killed them. You'd kind of be like, that's weird. But I'm sure he has his reasons. Yeah, yeah. But seeing John Gilbert, who we hate, do it. It's like, <sighs> clearly now we're we not supposed to be happy about that. Yeah. yeah. Like, that just makes the whole thing even worse. Yeah. So, devastating end for them. And then we get the real last little cliffhanger of the episode. Yes. Alaric is drinking at the bar alone, drowning his sorrows as mm-hmm. usual. And we hear a little, hello, Rick. And who is it but Isabel? The whole next episode will be dedicated to her. Yes. It's literally called Isabel. That's going to be the whole thing. But they leave us yep. with that little teaser. And also, she's beautiful. She yeah, she looks so great. <laughs> she looks really great. What a way to come back to your yeah. ex. To oh, look my God. Literally stunning. Yeah. To be a vampire. You, you like, Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. have it all going on. Yeah, she looks amazing. She's heartless. She, she oh, yeah, great. she's completely soulless. But yeah, it's okay. She looks good. Yeah, we'll have plenty of time to spend on Isabel next episode. Yes. So this episode wrap things up yeah in this episode a lot of deaths yeah we have i think i'm doing them in order well in order in the episode not yeah. chronologically yeah first we have henry who was killed by alaric mm-hmm. and then we have stefan and damon who were mm-hmm. shot by giuseppe mm-hmm. and then turn into vampires and then turned into vampires <laughs> yes obviously and then we have giuseppe who was killed Pretty much by Stefan. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the altercation with Stefan. Yeah, Stefan could have healed him, but instead he drank his blood. Said he, yeah, it sucked him dry, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Pearl and Harper are killed by John. Yeah, yeah. Those uh, airsoft... Uh, yeah, the little dart <laughs> gun, gun, probably. Things. Yeah. Yeah, not great. Um, lots of deaths. Terrible. Not a lot of out-of-pockets in my mind. No. It's a pretty serious episode in Definitely. terms of, you know, flashbacks, trauma, etc., yeah. etc. Et no Caroline or the Lockwoods, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, little, very little of the teenagers, so there's not a lot of out-of-pocket. Yeah. Um, my out-of-pocket, actually, I will preface this, I think Stefan killing his own father is too dramatic <laughs> to be out-of-pocket, but just the way he yeah, sticks obviously. his fingers into his bleeding guts and then licks his fingers... <laughs> That's out of pocket. He didn't need to do it like that. <laughs> That's pretty out of pocket. Yeah, I was going to go with um, John doing that whole thing to Pearl about John Gilbert, 1864, John Gilbert's yeah. regrets and how he loved her. And I thought that was pretty out of her. pocket. That's a good one. Let's yeah. do that one. Because, <laughs> yeah, the, the killing the father is almost too bad. But just the way they're sticking the fingers in the, the guts sticking. and then licking them was so it's a weird. little fucked up. Yeah. But it's even worse than John Gilbert laughing at her microphone of yeah. her Gilbert Sad. charm. John yeah. Gilbert will win out of pocket like every episode he's in. I think he's already won some. Yes, absolutely. Hate him. Hate him. But yeah, and then for quote, best quote for this episode, Mm -hmm. I didn't have a ton of like really standout quotes, but I did really like the one quote I've already mentioned, which is when Damon says to Alaric, after only two years, that's so healthy. (laughs) Yeah, 
always loved. I actually went the opposite direction, but of course it was Ooh. a Damon quote. Of course. But I did pick, I will make it an eternity of misery for you. I was like, that's just yes. like a, that's just a memorable one. Yeah. Let's do that one. Cause that's also pretty much the theme of the show. At least yeah. season one. That Definitely really sets things one. up. I will make it an eternity of misery. Yeah. It's, it's a dramatic line, but it, it works. It's very Damon in this episode. Yeah. No, I like that one. We'll go with that. Nice. Win for Damon. Um, always in the quotes section. Yeah, I was going to say, he's won every one, pretty yeah. much. Now we've got our song of the episodes. There's not a ton of songs. There's never a yeah. ton of songs in a flashback episode, so that makes it hard to choose. Most are with Anna and Jeremy or in the grill with John and Pearl. Yeah. Um, I had an honorable mention and I had a winner, but I don't feel that strongly. Okay. So I don't know if I should go first. Do you feel strongly about your choices? Definitely not. I only have one because, okay. again, so there weren't that many. So let me say my honorable mention okay. first then. My honorable mention was Marching On by One Republic. Okay, yeah. That's a that's a fun song. I didn't, like, love it, but I do feel like they put a lot of One Republic songs in. It plays when Anna goes to the school mm-hmm. to see Jeremy and tell her that she's going to start coming to school. And I just feel like it's a very season one Vampire Diaries vibe. Yeah, yeah. So that's that a good honorable, honorable mention. mention. Um, do you want to say your winner? <laughs> sure. I say my winner? We're never on the same page. I don't know. I think with as few options as there are in this episode, we could be. You never know. My thought for winner was the song for the waiting by Aaron Wright. It plays over two scenes. It plays when Stefan is going to the quarry, and the scene right before that, which I'm blanking when on. Anna but, and yeah, Jeremy and Anna and Jeremy. Yeah, every song is yeah. Anna and Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, and I I like those moments. The song I think feels right, like the right vibe. So that was my mm. only choice. I picked the same one. We're okay, on the same woo, page for good. Once. It was a good song. I've never I liked it. noticed it really before. No. So I'm excited to pick it, and, and we're going to add it to our playlist. We have a playlist mm-hmm. where we add the best song from every single episode. So I'm excited to go listen to it yeah. because I haven't really ever listened to it before. So you can find that playlist linked in our various bios and descriptions. You can also find our socials, Instagram, and mm-hmm. TikTok at the Ribbit Diaries podcast linked there. We post lots of fun TikToks, memes, etc. And you can listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can watch the video version on YouTube. We update new episodes every Thursday, so next week, join us on Thursday for Season 1, Episode 21, Isabel. We're getting down the wire here. You, yeah, you already know what it's about, Isabel. Yeah. Not much more yeah. to be said. <laughs> nothing else more to say. We'll so, get into a lot of it. Oh, totally. So thanks for watching and or listening to this one. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.